Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should have been. My name is Kevin Williams, and I am joined by... Oh no, I'm alone again. Do not worry, I promise not to repeat this experience from 2019. Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal. If you guys hear some some wind or noise in the background, it's because I'm actually, I'm actually not in Atlanta. I'm on vacation. I'm in, in Florida, and I'm actually sitting outside, and I thought this was a really good idea when I started, but it's gotten kind of cold. So if you hear my teeth chattering, it's because it's cold, even though I'm in Florida. But uh, again, we're going to soldier on. And uh, I'm going to try to do these kind of in a blast so that I can get as many songs out here. Yes, I'm alone again. Robert's not here. He's off, I don't know, building fires and scorching buildings and doing whatever it is that he does with fire. I'm sure having a fun time bringing in the new year. So even though he's not here, it is still the season, people. It is the season, or tis the season, to enjoy his balls. What's that I'm talking about? Uncle Robert's Festa Nut Balls and Gourds with Flavor. Oh, yes, you can still go out to your favorite truck stop and pick up a bag of Robert's Balls. A pair of Robert's festive nut balls. And after you enjoy those nut balls, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slam Fest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, State of America, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Shout It Out Loudcast, The Ron Keel Podcast, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest Podcast, and don't forget about Monty. Hey, 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 it's Monty. Tis the season, Monty's Rockcast. Come visit us in Obscuria.com, like us, share us, Facebook, X, Instagram. I am not going to mess around this week because we have a lot of music to play. Because, just a reminder, what we do here, every week we exhume and dissect from my personal collection. I believe in purchasing physical and digital media. I purchase directly from the artist, if I can, to better support the artist. I'm not preaching. I'm just saying this is what I do. I don't do Spotify or other streaming services unless it's just free like Amazon. But typically, I buy what we play on this show. That's what I believe in, and that's just what I do. I may go to YouTube for discovery, but I will buy it if it's going to be played on the show. And that's what we're going to do today because it is the end of year show, episode 210, Shallow Graves Digging 
2023. So if you're a regular listener, you will know that I do this every year. And it's not a top 10 what I'm doing. It's more of these are some cool new releases that I purchased this year that we haven't already played. Or if we have, it's because I just happen to love the band. But I try to play things that we haven't already played throughout the year. So we've played a lot of songs from new releases this year because this is another stellar year with a high volume of really great new current and legacy artists. I mean, the legacy mainstream acts that put out music this year is amazing. And all of these bands are getting older, so we're getting their last releases. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And a lot of these are doing some really good stuff here at the end of their careers. I'll just mention a couple of those. Let's see, Mainstream Acts, classic bands that released, and these are classic rock bands that released pretty decent, solid albums this year. The Rolling Stones, Yes, Jethro Tull, Alice Cooper, and Geddy Lee even released a couple singles. I think they were demos from his uh, solo album that came out years ago, but he released a couple of new singles just this month. So pretty impressive stuff from some mainstream legacy bands. There were also some glam metal bands. And again, these are classic glam metal artists that we've talked about and dabbled in and, you know, just those awesome hair bands who are still out there, still doing the rock and roll and on stage, most of them, but they're still releasing albums. Extreme, everybody talked about the new Extreme this year. You know, these are albums that I'm not going to play because they're more mainstream acts. But again, just wanted to note that they have stuff out there. Extreme, Dokken, LA Guns had a new release. Guns N' Roses had a new single. Not really an album, but a new single. There was another new Vandenberg album this year, which is really good. King Cobra put out an album. Tiger Tales had a, a single or two. Other bands of note in the mainstream that put out some solid releases. Foo Fighters, I thought that was a really solid release for them. Queens of the Stone Age, Ghost, Mammoth WVH. Royal Blood put out a great album. Semisonic, band from the 90s. They even put out an album this year. I think it was an EP, but really good stuff. But let's move into who we're going to talk about and who we're going to play on In Obscuria this week. So this is not a top 10 per se, like I said. This is more just in no order, just some bands that I really dug their albums this year. And we may have dabbled in some of their music throughout the year. But for the most part, I'm going to try to play bands that we haven't played. First up, yeah, it's a band that we've discussed several times during the year. They had three sold out reunion shows here in our hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. And yeah, we've played them before, but I'm going to play them again because they put out a brand new album. I'm talking about The Marvelous Three. Their first three albums were released in the 90s, and it was formed, if you don't know who Marvelous Three are, Butch Walker, uh, which is a pretty mainstream name as far as production and songwriting. But originally, he was in a band called South Gang, hair band. We've played them on one of our glam metal episodes, I believe the first one. But three of those guys went on to form The Marvelous Three in the 90s, and they were more of a kind of before their time, they were sort of glammy, sort of punk, but not really, but had kind of a punk attitude, kind of pop punky, and then just wrote great pop songs and power pop band. Butch Walker, like I said, went on to be a hell of a producer, solo artist after they split, but they are back this year. They put out a new album called Four, and I'm going to play a song from that album called If We're On Fire, Let It Burn. A lot of references to our town of Atlanta and the old days of the Marvelous Three in this one. Down Moreland, dust till dawn, not knowing half my head was gone. The bloodbath in my brain goes on and on and on and on. We let the bodies hit the floor like a metal band, a drowning pool made of quicksand. Be 
love that tune. All right. Next up is a band we've only played once on the show, maybe a year or two ago. We played them on our New Wave of Classic Rock episode, which was 141 if you want to go back. And it's a band from Louisville, Kentucky. And it is Louisville. I know that because my dad went to school there. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. But it's a band that we considered part of the new wave of classic rock, even though they're more, they consider themselves more of a garage punk band. They're kind of all over the place. They just make great rock and roll. And some people may recognize this band. They're called White Reaper. But most people who know of that name know because they were on the Metallica Blacklist. It was that cover album that came out a few years ago. They had a cover of Sad But True. And they did a really cool version of that. They've done a ton of gigs. They've opened for Billy Idol. They were on tour with Weezer, I think just this past year. And they signed a major to Elektra in 18. And they've played all sorts of great festivals and toured with the Killers as well and been on Jimmy Kimmel. So not super obscure, but definitely not a household name yet. And they put out this album way back in January. So it's really a year old already, but I believe it's just killer rock and roll. This is White Reaper's album, Asking for a Ride. And this is a song called Bozo. White Reaper. Some great stuff. Okay, moving on is a band that I totally 
stumbled upon random. I was searching for something in iTunes for some other band, some other song. I don't even remember. And I came across this band and I just thought the name sounded interesting. And it sounded like, oh, this is going to be a heavy band. And sure enough, it, it was, but it had some groove to it and some, it was just unique. So I bought the album. The name of the band is Church of Misery. Now, I, little did I know, they're a Japanese doom metal band, and they're actually legends. They've been around for a long time. They've been around since 1995. I had never heard of this band. I don't know how they escaped me, but they're a killer band, and no pun intended, they write songs about serial killers and mass murderers. That's their thing. That's what they do. And they put out a new album in 2023 called Under a Mad Sign, and I totally dig this album. I got it pretty early on in the year as well, and I just got to tell you, go out and look up a picture of Church of Misery of the bass player. He gets the award for the bass player with the lowest slung bass ever. He literally, when he is standing up straight, his Rickenbacker is below his knees on his strap. I've never seen anyone play it so low and he, when he picks it, he plays with a pick, when he picks it, he's playing on the neck of the guitar because it's so low he can't even reach down to where you would normally strum it. So he gets the award for lowest slung bass ever. They also get the award for only band on our list this year with a song about David Koresh weird. This is a song called Come and Get Me Sucker. Would you use a gun if somebody came in here? They come in here with a gun and they start shooting at us. What would you do? Tell me. Be realistic. This is America. This is not Australia. This is not Europe. This is not where a country overthrows a bunch of people, takes away their weapons so that the people cannot argue any issues. Did King David have swords? Did Jesus tell the apostles to carry a sword with you? Yes.
So I played an Atlanta band already. Well, an Atlanta-based band, I guess. Marvelous 3, obviously Butch moved out to LA years ago, but originally from Atlanta. I'm going to play another Atlanta band. And this is a band that has a tie-in with two other bands that we've played on the show before. So my band, The Swear, we used to gig a lot with a band that we've mentioned we played called The Julia Dream. And they were kind of a gothy, not really punk, but kind of a goth punk band, goth pop band. I don't know. They were great. Great band. On our Halloween goth episode, I played a new song by the former bass player from the Julia Dream, Matt Spatial, and his band Now After Nothing. I mentioned in that episode that the singer Vernon P. Love also has a new band, and we're going to play that band now. So that band is called Darling Machine, and this new album that came out this year is called All the Lonely Come Around, and it's killer. It is so good. It just continues on the same path. So now Julia Dream of splitting the two bands that are putting out killer music still to this day. I'm super happy because I'm getting two different releases. Basically, I get double the goth now. So it's great. So this new album happens to feature three-time guest to the show and former Big Jack Pneumatic, which was Robert and my band in the late 90s, early 2000s, as well as he was the drummer in The Swear, or is the drummer in The Swear. It's, it's kind of hard. Sometimes he's available, sometimes he's not. But I'm talking about Kent Oberly. He's also playing drums on this album, and he's also kind of part of this band now. So I'm going to play a little Darling Machine, and this is a killer song called Digital Superstition.
definitely go to Bandcamp, pick that up. You can get the vinyl. It's very cool. I believe it's a red vinyl, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe so. Anyway, great band, Darling Machine. So go check them out. Okay, for the fifth song, I'm going to play a classic band, a classic metal band, one of the first metal bands that I ever got into. I think I've mentioned before, in fact, I know I've mentioned before that early on, when I was in middle school, I was a little skate punk and I was listening to mostly hardcore and punk rock because that's what you did back then when you were a skateboarder. That's just what we were into. But once I discovered Metallica, it sort of started to change. And also at that time, there's a lot of crossover. So with thrash coming around at that point in time in the late mid late 80s a lot of the punk bands and hardcore bands were crossing over into metal and so you got kind of this crossover thrash and so i was getting more into metal and one of the bands after metallica because they were label mates they were on electra was a band called metal church and i bought their album the dark it is still one of my favorite heavy metal albums of all time It's amazing. And we're going to play some Metal Church from this year because this band, even though they've had some setbacks, they've had some loss, some death, they just keep going. I will say so many classic 80s and 90s metal bands released solid albums in 2023. Not only Metal Church, but obviously Metallica put out a killer new record. Helmet released an awesome album. Seven Dust continued to roll on. Overkill had an amazing album. It almost went on the playlist here today, but I'm not going to play them. Prong is another one that I almost played. KK's Priest. I thought that was a pretty good album. KK's Priest is weird. I, I would think most people would love them, but I hear a lot of negativity around them, but I think they're killer. I, you know, wh- what's not to like? You got KK Downing and you have Ripper. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, another band that we've played before, Evile. They had a great new release. So many good classic or classic sounding metal bands released albums this year. And we're going to celebrate that with Metal Church because they released Congregation of Annihilation. Now, I had expected them to take a longer time between releases because Mike Howell passed away. I don't know, was it been two years now or something like that? And I just didn't expect Metal Church to continue going because that was his second time around as singer of Metal Church. David Wayne, the guy who was on The Dark, the album that I love, he passed away years ago. But they've just had so much loss in the band. I, You know, you just don't expect them to carry on, but they do. And they got this new guy named Mark Lopez on vocals who sounds more like David Wayne than he does Mike Howe, but he, I could see where he could deliver all of those songs from their catalog really well. And I'll say this album sounds closer to The Dark than anything they've put out since The Dark, which is an album that came out in 1986. So t- to my ears, just killer, because that's my favorite metal church, and they got really close with this. So good on you, Mark Lopez. And just Kurt Vanderhoof just keeps this thing pummeling and moving forward. We're going to listen to some Metal Church. This song is called Another Judgment Day.
All right, some heavy stuff from Metal Church. They're still killing it. Okay, we're going to transition to something a little different. If you've listened to this program for any length of time, you know that I'm a prog guy, so we got to squeeze some prog in here. Yeah! Got to have at least one. There were a ton of releases from some great prog bands this year, uh, but I'm happening to pick District 97, who is a band from Chicago that features a former top 10 contestant from American Idol, Leslie Hunt. What the hell did you just say? And we've talked about them before. We've played this band before a few times on the program, but they released a killer new album called Stay for the Ending. And if you don't know uh, Leslie, you can go back and YouTube 2007 American Idol. She got really close and she has a really great voice, but she blends this kind of jazz style singing and pop singing and pop sensibilities with this really proggy music that these guys make in District 97. This is their, it might be their sixth or seventh album that they've put out. Everything's been great. I saw this band on Cruise to the Edge back in 2022, last year. I think I saw every show that they played. In one of the shows, they brought Mike Portnoy on to play with them. Just an awesome band. And if you love any type of prog or heavy prog, you should give this band a try. So here's District 97 from Stay for the Ending. This is Crossfaded or X-Faded. I don't know what you want to say, but give this song a chance. It's a little slow, but it builds into this crazy proggy thing in the middle and the end. The smell of fire all around me, trapped on all sides by a rising sea. Two extremes that feed this opposing force that's fearless. Conserve your favorite, throw away the rest. Running dry is for the best. We can pivot as we see fit. We're building castles in the sand pit. One wave away from the ending, ripping apart while mending. These two actions at the same time, what a mess to leave behind. For the lives we're forced to keep, no regard for the living. Protect the pre and post, and if you're stuck here, learn to cope. Just Serve your own and 
I think that's just haunting and just so cool. It's I don't know. I love District 97. Great band. If they come around, go see them. They're really, really good live. And Leslie has this weird little dance and jig that she does in between all these crazy time signatures. I've never seen anybody try to dance to uh, time signatures quite like she does. Okay, another band that we've played on the show several times. We've played them on Space Rock episodes. I think I played them on a stoner metal episode. They are a juggernaut from Nashville, Tennessee called Howling Giant. And they released another amazing album this year. Their second album, Glass Future. They've had some EPs, they've had some singles, but this is their second, official second release, Glass Future. It's got, um, it's kind of got the, a bit of a concept, sort of a 2112 type of album where you get kind of a concept on one side and then a collection of songs on the other. It's the reverse though, because I believe Glass Future is on the second half of the album, but I'm going to play the song Juggernaut. So here's Howling Giant once again on our program and just still killing it. If you see this band come around, you got to go see them.
That's just good. That's just good stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. I was going to play in the number eight spot here. I was going to play some Creeper, but then I realized that more than likely Loose Cannon from Cobras and Fire will be playing Creeper on their top five, top 10 show that they do. So I decided to replace that with another band. By the way, go listen to Cobras and Fire. They do a two-part end of year. It's always awesome. It's always funny. It's always very Cobras and Fire. Baco and Elsie love those guys. Go check that out. I believe Decibel Geek will be doing a year-end as well. Usually Growing Up Rock does one. So all of these shows should give you everything you need to go explore and purchase because they will cover all these great releases. We might have some parallels. I don't know. But I knew that if I put Creeper on here, Cobras and Fire would probably cover it as well. So in their place, I'm going to put a grunge supergroup that formed two years ago. And this just came to me this month of December 2023 because I started watching the Getty Lee show that's on Paramount+. Plus. If you didn't know, Getty Lee from Rush, the bass player, he has this bass player show where he features bass players uh, sort of within the, the rock alternative. Like he's had... Les Claypool, he had Chris Novoselic, which is the episode where I, I found this band. Um, he's had what, the the girl from Hole, which I can't remember her name, Melissa, Canadian lady. Anyway, <laughs> it was a really good show. I obviously watched it late at night and didn't pay too much attention to everyone. But anyway, I found on his episode with Chris Novoselic of Nirvana that Chris not only is a, a farmer and politician and all the things that I knew he was, but he's also still playing. I didn't realize this. But he has a brand new band that came out two years ago called Third Secret. And it is a grunge supergroup. It's Chris, it's drummer Matt Cameron, who is currently in Pearl Jam. Obviously, he was in Soundgarden. Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale is also in this band. Bubba Dupree is in this band as well, playing guitar, who was a kind of a punk rock, hardcore punk pioneer with the band Void. And then he has two ladies on vocals, Jillian Ray, who was in Novoselic's previous band called Giants in the Trees. And actually, he played an accordion in that band, which is interesting. And Jillian's kind of a Stevie Nicks witchy character. And then he's also has a lady named Jennifer Johnson, who I know nothing about, but she has great vocals. So what you're going to get with Third Secret is kind of what you would expect from surviving grunge gods now in their late 50s and early 60s. It's dark, it's introspective, it's kind of haunting, it has fuzzy guitars, somewhat more melancholy than they were in their glory days, but still rocking at points and still dissonant. You know, you still get those weird Kim Thale kind of passages that just are so cool. So this is their second album. And again, I didn't know about this band until I saw the Getty Lee show. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to their first album. But I've started with their second album. It's called The Second Third Secret. The name of the band is Third Secret. And I'm going to play one of the singles that they released. And this is completely independent, an independent release. And uh, I think it's only digital. I didn't see any physical copies of this thing available. And this is a song called Queens.
those guys are still sounding good. Man, it's some of those passages just takes me back to the 90s. They can, they still got it. They can still do it. And you should go check out Third Secret. I'm going to grab their first album because I've been listening to this album on repeat all December. Just really great stuff. Late entry replacing Creeper because I knew LC would play them. All right. Now it just would not would not be in Obscuria. It would not be a Shallow Graves episode if I didn't feature someone or some band from Sweden. So please take off your horned helmet and raise your goblet in the air. Yes, you know I gotta do it. We've talked about these bands and these ladies forever. I gotta play our favorite Swedes, sorta. We began the year talking about the drama in Thunder Mother. The Thunder Mother camp was rocked when Guernica Mancini announced she was leaving the band. And it feels like it was like three years ago, but it was just 2023 when this all happened. The beginning of 2023, she had put out a, a song at the end of last year. And I played it on our Shallow Graves episode because we had played a ton of Thunder Mother throughout the year. So I had to get Thunder Mother in there somehow. And Guernica had her single. So I played that. And so I thought, oh, she's going solo. That's why she left the band. But oh no, apparently there was drama. Drama with the Swedes. This has happened before with Thunder Mother. And yep, it happened again. After Guernica made her announcement, all of a sudden, the bass player and drummer also left. And we talked about that earlier in the year, like I said, but thought we'd just cover it again because even though this is the second time it happened, so a second full band leaves Philippa, the guitarist, she just continues on and she takes no time in putting together a new band. And so Thunder Mother continues to roll and they put out a single here at the end of the year that's killer. And I don't know how she manages to find ladies that still have the Thunder Mother ideal and, and the sound and can transition, but she did. And like I said, she put this band together within weeks of the announcement and they were touring supporting the Scorpions in Europe. So amazing. They also managed to write and record this new single. So here is Thunder Mother with I Left My License in the Future. Been busy. 
good stuff. Now, what happened to the three ladies that left? Well, I think you know we've played them before earlier this year, and they're going to release their debut album in 2024. I'm talking about The Gems. So the Viking lasses that left Thunder Mother formed The Gems, and that was Thunder Mother 2.0. We talked about some other Thunder Mother 1.0 artists that went on to be Donna Cannon. Now we've got The Gems. So we basically have three bands that have come out of the Thunder Mother canon. So we just, we get three releases from all of these ladies that just rock so hard. So, Thunder Mother 2.0, now called The Gems. You've got Guernica, you have Emily and Mona, which G-E-M, that makes up The Gems. And they've released several singles off of this album that's going to be released next year. We featured one earlier in the year called Phoenix. And in the video, they were seen burning their Thunder Mother stage outfits. So, you know, the drama is there with Thunder Mother. But again, we're getting The Gems now. So we have another band that's going to release killer music. And I'm going to play some killer music from the gyms right now they've had uh, i believe three singles the album should be a banger this single is called p-s-y-c-h-o psycho
gyms this is gonna be great i can't wait for the full album to come out in january so we don't have to wait long all right that is what i got for you that's 10 songs killer music such a great year of new releases it's just it's amazing how many bands are out there still putting out good content when there's not as much support from labels not as much funding but the great thing is it's easier to record now than ever you can do a lot of things on your own so you don't have to rely on the funding that was once there it helps with distribution and getting it out there but you know if you dig in just a little bit of research on the old google you can find all sorts of killer bands just go to bandcamp i found so many bands just kind of going down the rabbit holes of if you like this band try this band or try this band or if you just friend tony griggs he'll send you about you know 20 bands a, a week that are just killer. Thank you, Tony. So I do want to leave some honorable mentions, some bands that also put out great content that I bought this year that I just don't have room to put on an episode, but I'm sure at some point they will be played or have been played already. So Last in Line put out a great release this year, Black Star Writers without Scott Gorham. I, I heard so many people talk about Black Star Writers in the past, which was the sort of Thin Lizzy band that renamed themselves Black Star Writers. When Scott left, they still remained and they put out an album early in the year and I thought it was really good, but I didn't hear anyone talk about it. So I do want to give them a little, you know, just a little push. Black Star Writers album that came out this year, I thought was really good. Danko Jones, who we covered in two episodes, we talked to LC about Danko. His release this year was Killer. Uh, Baroness, they always put out good content. Black Rainbows is a newer band, a kind of stoner metal space rock band from Italy, I believe. They're great. Fishbone actually put out an EP this year. Love some Fishbone. In the Prague area, Haken, who was a band we've played before, they put out a great release. And we got a single. It was promised, and we actually got it. A single from X Japan came out this year. Not my favorite, but hopefully that means that they're recording a full album that they promised us like 10 years ago. So maybe we'll get it. We also got a single from the Night Flight Orchestra, which was really good. Hoping that we'll get a new Night Flight Orchestra in 24. We played earlier in the year some Jason Beeler and the Baron Von Bielski Orchestra. That album is killer. I know I've said killer a lot, but that's what they are. They're all killers. They're all solid. And I just wanted to call those out. So if you force me to pick the two best releases of this year, though, I would say hands down, Crownlands, Fearless is an awesome record. And then also Rival Sons, Dark Fighter. I know they released two albums, Dark Fighter and Lightbringer. Dark Fighter to me is the better of the two. And those two albums, Crownlands and Rival Sons, were probably my top picks, my most listened to in 2023. And with that, I want to wish you all a very happy new year. We may or may not take a week off, but we'll see if Robert's back from burning shit. But with that, people, I just want to say thank you for listening and happy new year. Later.